Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek, Trent, and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. So grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. Tonight we have a special episode. We are going to be reviewing Batman The Long Halloween Parts 1 and 2. We actually got together live and in person to watch both of these movies and we are going to discuss them tonight. And thankfully I will not be alone to discuss these two movies. With me as always is Mr. Trent Persinger. Trent, how are you doing? What's up Derek? Happy uh, belated birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you for the shout-out on, on social media. I felt so special. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. And we're stalling for time because the second we started recording, <laughs> our other jokester co-host, our content creator himself, decided it was time for him to get up and go to the bathroom. Who knows what he's doing in there? So you know what? Screw him. He's not even going to get an intro tonight. Looking for batteries. <laughs> Thankfully, though. <laughs> you didn't get the battery, Daddy? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no, we talked about the battery, Daddy, last week. It doesn't come with batteries. It comes with the Daddy. <laughs> Anyway, of course, Ian Torrance is with us. He can say hi when he comes back. But we do have a special guest. It's been a little while Hello. since he's been. <laughs> it's been a little while since he's been with us. We have back the one, the only, Mr. Ian Wells. Ian, you excited to talk about this fantastic set of movies tonight? Uh, I'm alright to be here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm happy to be here. See the excitement. I can be excited. I'm proud of you. We have batteries. We have batteries. Here comes Ian. (laughs) Ian, you excited to be here now that you found some batteries? Oh, man. It's good to be here in my apartment tonight. These batteries are clearly dead. Never mind. I'll be right back. (laughs) No, sit down. All right. Well, before we get to the, uh, the review, we do have one story to talk about, and I find it fitting that, uh, that, we have to discuss this, even though normally we don't do news stories when we do a, a film review. Because we've been talking about this very subject since our first episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. Just this last week, it was announced that Michael B. Jordan and his production company, Outlier Society, are in fact developing their own black Superman project for HBO Max. This is coming from uh, (laughs) Collider.com. Not just Superman project, a black Superman project. I am reading verbatim Michael B. Jordan and his production company outlier society this is on the website well, for this collider is, this is yell cringy. at collider Screw yell collider. at collider you're better than i gotta this. be honest i thought you were gonna say that it's appropriate that we do it on this episode because our token <laughs> black guys are i do want to get your take on this i'm glad you're here ian i guess Trent and i can just leave too. the room yeah well, well we, we want we want uh, we want multiple different thoughts because everybody that's listened to this knows our our thoughts on the project or on all 10 idea. of you <laughs> everybody that listens, hey i'm very excited about our 10 <laughs> listeners we have recurring i'm listeners, kidding yeah we love you guys and i'm very excited about them but anyway so yes this is going to be an hbo max limited series they've hired a, a writer and it's going to center on val zod which is who i said that they should be talking about every time that there's been a mention of a black superman so I absolutely love the Valzad suit, by the way. I always have. I do. It's awesome. I, I agree. I got to stop saying I agree. I feel like in every episode, it's just like, I agree. Can you not agree? I cannot agree. <laughs> I do strongly disagree. Now, the only other thing I want to say before I get everybody else's opinion here is that Michael B. Jordan is, at this point, only producing. Uh, it, no mention of whether or not he's going to be playing the character, even though I hope he does, because every mock-up of him in that suit is amazing. 
So, even though everybody knows what we think about the idea of this, we still need to talk about it. So, Trent, what do you think about the fact that we have got official word that we're going to get Valzad coming to HBO Max? I think it's cool. I think, uh, hold on, let me get this mic a little closer to me here. Um, is this the one that was supposedly going to be with J.J. Uh, Abrams? and then No, this is like, separate. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I'm still excited. I, I like Michael B. Jordan. I think he'd make a good Superman if he does end up starring in it. And I like the uh, direction HBO Max is taking with all these DC properties with the Green Arrow show coming out and then the, Bat, uh, the Batgirl movie that's supposedly coming out. So maybe they're going to start building their own little DC uh, universe, so to speak, on HBO Max. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think you, there, there's a Green Arrow show, or do you mean Green Lantern? Did I say Green Arrow? You I did. meant Green Lantern. Shame. We had Green uh, Arrow on the mind after uh, that post-credit scene in Long Halloween, which we'll get to. Or Willie. It was, I don't know. It was kind of pointless. Yeah. All the green superheroes just slipped a leg to you. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. All right. Uh, Ian Torrance, man. We're going to uh, get Will's opinion on this last since he's the guest. Give him the last word on it. So what do you think about finally finding out that we got Valzad coming to the small screen at least? I mean, that's cool, but... I would like to know whether Michael B. Jordan is going to be just doing the producing and helping the writing and developing, or if he's actually going to be uh, Valzad. Because, like, like you said, from the get-go, from from day one, first episode was the first subject we had ever talked about, and we said like we were cool with Michael B. Jordan being a Superman as long as it was like the right iteration, which I think this is. So I think it'd be kind of a waste and. I don't know if it's like, I don't really think it would be like egotistical of him to be like, all right, we're going to write it. We're going to develop it. I'm going to star it. <laughs> so I don't think that's, I don't think that's far-fetched or ridiculous, right? Like, well, no, you, would I mean, you be the, okay if he like started, even though this is all his idea? Well, yeah. The last thing that his company produced was that Amazon series that he was the star of. So, I mean, I'm, okay. I see, I, did, I didn't know that. Well, that, that kind of helps my case on this. Um, then yeah, I definitely think that he should, uh, he should star in it. He's a good actor, and um, when it comes to superhero movies, he needs a he needs a second chance. Yeah, he's gonna be like he's coming for Chris Evans is like superhero movie like king. It's Chris Evans is in like Chris so is, many comic books. Uh, I think right. six or seven. Maybe? He's in a lot. So Michael B. Jordan's like this would be what number three or four yeah, for him. So. At least three. I can't remember if he's done a fourth one or not. But either way, I think that uh, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with everybody else. I'm excited about the idea of them moving forward with this character because he's a good character. I do hope Michael B. Jordan does it. But if he doesn't, I'm sure they'll find somebody good for it. And uh, it does make me very interested of what they're going to be doing with the movies since they used to be kind of precious about using Superman. You know, the, the, the TV shows, that's why we got a Supergirl TV show, why Superman, wasn't, Superman and Batman were never allowed to be in any of the TV shows. And now we've got... Superman and Lois on the CW. We're going to have this Superman show on HBO Max, plus whatever is going to be happening with uh, the J.J. Abrams Superman. And all the reports still say that Henry Henry Cavill is going to make at least one more appearance as Superman in a supporting role in some movie. So we're talking about possibly four different iterations of Superman going on all at the same Good time. They don't God. seem as they don't seem as precious with it as they did before. So. I don't know. We'll see. Because DC's happen. just throwing everything out there and seeing what sticks. Yeah, but anyway, at this phase, at this at this point, did my terrible stutters? Did it rub off of you? At this point, 
they might as well just throw some Hail Marys out there because what they were doing before wasn't the greatest. <sighs> Words are now hard. Know. Now you know. You know just a little even taste of how yet. hard it is. God, I think that's the day. problem. I'm completely sober. Sober as a judge. All right, Ian Wells, we're going to let you have the last word on this. What do you think about Michael B. Jordan's production company taking on Valzad? Uh, I love everything Michael B. Jordan does, with the exception of, take a guess. Fan four stick? That's right. That horrible <laughs> Fantastic Four movie. But he was not the worst part of that movie. No, he was fine. But I'm excited for anything he does. I need to learn more about the Valzad character. I was kind of helping yeah, for Calvin Ellis myself. Just a little more familiar with that character. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. And Derek, if it makes you feel any better... I, as a black man myself, also did not want to see a black Clark Kent, Clark Kent when there are other characters we can explore. See? This is why Ian Wells is allowed on the podcast. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? If you don't share our opinions, if you don't share opinions, you're not allowed on here. That's why Deshaun's not on here, because Deshaun probably would disagree. Oh, poor Deshaun. Deshaun no. is, Shout out is to Deshaun. Deshaun's, the time of his life on Deshaun's vacation. Busy this week. I don't even think he's on vacation. I think he's working. But either way. Um, yeah, so... You know every time you mention Deshaun's name, we owe the MBST podcast, like, a dollar. Well, then I think we owe, we owe them, them two dollars. <laughs> Cash? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we but... Back to the Back to the topic before we get out of here. Um, I, I do think that it would be cool to see Calvin Ellis. I, I, I actually kind of hope that, uh... Get out <laughs> Shut up! Ian's throwing us out already. <laughs> I'll flip this table. I do hope that maybe the JJ movie could possibly be Calvin Ellis. Don't call him JJ like he's a friend of yours. <laughs> the JJ movie. I think you don't Steel know. deserves another chance too. That's true. You got a shout out from Paul Bettany. I did get Even a though your Paul name Bettany. is Derek, that's just kind of a common name, but still, it could have been anybody. Yeah, Derek <laughs> is a very common name. You're right. Don't what if, don't say that like it's not. <laughs> What if Derek was like some Make-A-Wish kid and <laughs> Derek Hoskins just like pawned that video? Say, say, see, I told you. I told you. For everybody confused, when Civil War was coming out, when Captain America Civil War was coming out, the cast of, of the movie were doing shout-outs to people that were picking a side of Team Cap or Team Iron Man. I tweeted out that I was hashtag Team Iron Man, and I got an awesome shout-out from Paul Bettany. That actually said my name, looked at the character at the camera, and told looked me it was a character. Good, huh? Looked at the camera and told me it was a good decision. So shut up, Paul he Bettany said, he said my he name. He said Derek. He said Derek. He said he didn't say Derek Hoskins. He said Derek. It was a it was a three second <laughs> clip. He didn't have time. I'm not going to argue about this. What I was trying to say, back to the important conversation, is that I do hope that we get Calvin Ellis because he is a good character. I do like Valzad a little bit better. But I'm still hopeful that maybe the J.J. Abrams movie focuses on Calvin Ellis because I think it's a neat, neat, uh, neat character. So, are you looking at my knee because you're about to hit me? In it? I am. I'm thinking really hard about punching you. <laughs> so, with all that being said, we're going to go ahead and take take a break. We're going to. I know we've only been talking for like ten minutes, but we're going to take a break, change the batteries on our recorder here because Trent came clutch and didn't put in new batteries before they he came over. They were new batteries. They, they were, were dollar store. <laughs> they were they were Big Lots batteries and you don't know you it. Drag not even dollar them, store, dollar discount. He, he paid a dollar for a hundred of them. Hey, they were new when he bought them like a month ago. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, we're going to take a break. So you guys are going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. Them. And when we come back, we're going to talk uh, spoilers for Batman Long Halloween parts one and two. And who knows what else. This is going to be a weird night. All right. Here we go. We'll see you guys back here in just a minute.
Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you for uh, for listening to our sponsor during that wonderful ad break. Maybe one of these days it'll be a different sponsor. It won't always be the exact same one you hear every <laughs> I'm single week. Soaking all of it in right now. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to everybody Listen, Ian Wells is actually reading Well, glancing through the long Halloween He hasn't gotten to read it before speed reading <laughs> Just speed reading to try and make some last minute uh, Last minute research Before we get going Alright, like I said before the uh, break We are going to break down Batman the Long Halloween Part 1 and 2 The animated adaptation If you want to call it an adaptation Which by the way, Part 2 dropped today Fresh off the presses So... <laughs> What other podcast gets you this type of review this quick? That's all I'm saying. I mean, are we going to drop this today? No, but... <laughs> Hopefully tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Fingers today, crossed. Today, Tuesday, tomorrow, tomorrow you being Wednesday. You can drop it tonight, Derek. It depends on how dedicated you are. I'm sleepy. Mm. Trent's probably going to have to take over for this like he did when we were on Black Widow. <laughs> folding. I'm already folding like a cheap suit. All right. The glasses are coming off because it's hot in this apartment. So, we're going to start off with part one. As and, one does, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my my thoughts on part one. Boy, that's that was a letdown. <laughs> Batman: The Long Halloween is my favorite Batman story, and uh, there was a lot of weird deviations in this adaptation, which there always are deviations, especially in these animated adaptations. I mean, just look at the Killing Joke. There was some very strange things happening there, and uh, I I have to say. That the one that gave me the most pause has to be Mickey Chen. <laughs> can somebody, can any of you guys explain to me Mickey Chen? And I'm sorry, I know nobody's going to answer except for Trent because Ian Wells is taking a, You're a, talking a about selfie. Mickey so the Mick Chen. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey the Chen. For some reason, the, Ital- or the, the Irish family, like the Irish mobsters in this, got replaced randomly <laughs> with a... Uh, <laughs> wow. This is, why, this is why we don't have Ian Wells in person. <laughs> we put him on over Zoom. <laughs> but anyway, so the biggest, my biggest, the, the the weirdest change to me that I couldn't get over was why change an Irish family to an Asian family just randomly for no reason at all. Derek hates Asians. I, well. no, no, it's fine. But I mean, it's Mickey Chin. They kept calling him Mickey. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And we were saying that while the movie was going on, we were just like, if you're going to change it to Chen, by all means. But Mickey? <laughs> you're going to leave the Iris name? Like, but why? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, so I, I have to say, overall, I was pretty disappointed in part one. There were some serious pacing issues. The Every background looked like a motion comic, like I was saying, from the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah Not a single definitely. background character moved in part one. Or even blinked. Uh, no blinking. Um, all of the backgrounds were very clearly... It was like they just they just took two Im- images and put them into... Not even like Photoshop, like a free version of Photoshop, and yeah. just put them in in layers. <laughs> there were people like talking, but no words coming out. It was just like... Yeah, so the, the animation... The and also, it was really weird, because half the time, it looked like they were trying to mimic Tim Sale's... Or like art style, right? But then the other half of the time they look completely different, and it just it really didn't mesh. It was really weird. Ian, since you're the one talking here with me, what did you think overall of part one? Who, um, I was very disappointed. I, I definitely thought it was a letdown. I'm really glad that somebody else blew their twenty dollars on this, and it wasn't me. <laughs> Happy to do it. <laughs> so that's yeah. the only reason he's on this episode. We knew <laughs> he, had the, he supplied the DVD, so we had to we had to let him uh, talk. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, 
This is normally what I say I didn't mind it, but I minded it. I minded it plenty. Everybody knows that's been paying attention here uh, since the beginning is Batman is my bread and butter. And let me tell you, it, cinnamon butter from Texas Roadhouse couldn't save this role. Um, <laughs> so, so much is wrong. Like, I don't want to dive into this and just snowball and snowball and not give the other guys a dive chance in, to talk. Dive, dive in. Dive. This is what we're here for. Breaking it down. But like I said, I don't want to give you guys like I, I want to give you guys a chance to speak. Clearly, way after me, but um, <laughs> I do. So we're full spoilers. One hundred percent. All right, good because I'm I'm diving. He's putting baby. a swim cap. I'm diving. Uh, nose first, no snorkel. So what I didn't like was what Derek was saying. I don't like what Derek was saying. Um, you just don't like Derek. I just don't like Derek. Get out. The backgrounds were awful. Like like Derek said, there were times where there were people in the background and it looked like, I think we were saying like, it looked like you were going from one panel of a comic to the next to where either they weren't blinking, they were just wide-eyed, just staring off in the distance. There was chatter happening in the background, like like through the sound. Yeah, you hear but voices, nobody but was, nobody was Nobody speaking. was moving. They were all just standing still. And I get like, and, and for anybody that's just like, oh, come on, you jackasses. It's a fucking animated movie. I've seen plenty of animated movies and shows. Even Batman the Animated Series like had, had good stuff going on in the background. That was made in the early 90s. So there's, excuse me, no reason that they couldn't have amped that up a little bit. And I know that's a nitpicky thing. Maybe we can even get by that a little it's bit. It's not nitpicky when it's the you entire. You don't think it's nitpicky? Okay. When it's, it's an hour and a half long, and it's the art style, right? And so, if you're watching an animated movie and the art style is is really poor and the art and the quality is poor, I don't think it's a nitpick at that point. By the time that you get okay. to the end of it, and it's all it's that way throughout throughout, and it's not a nitpick. That's, just, a, that's and, a critique. That's and, a and and I am critiquing, and I hope that everybody's not listening, being like, um, well, you know, that's that's not really that big of a deal like you, you guys are kind of being like you know pompous if you will but we we didn't want it perfect but we wanted a better quality than what it was and then the dialogue which and i'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there right now everybody in this room i'm gonna speak for you because i know the truth here everybody in this room loves jensen ackles yes True. no ifs ands or buts about it he True. wasn't bad however Bruce Wayne and Batman were the same fucking person. They were the same voice, which obviously Jensen Ackles. But he didn't even try to disguise the voice. And I even said during uh, the movie, I was like, I know I'm kind of being nitpicky here, but he's not even trying. I was like, even Kevin Conroy had a Batman and a Bruce Wayne voice. So, Well, like I said, he just took his inspiration from George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. You yeah. don't take it from the worst movie. Rubber lips! So, <laughs> well, apparently everybody knew who he was anyway, so... And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bruce. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Because Catwoman, this was goddamn ridiculous. How is he? First of all, he just shows up soaking wet on a boat and just get away from her. Harvey <laughs> did. So he does that, and then she's like, and for no logical reason whatsoever, I think we can agree on. He says that Alberto turns around and she's just like Bruce. <laughs> Why? Why would you? My Maybe friend, like Bruce, Wayne Bruce. Bruce. Bruce Wayne is Batman? No. <laughs> he should have done the Pete Holmes thing where he was just like, oh, oh there's Bruce Wayne right over there. And he runs <laughs> off. So yeah, it was, it was just, it was stupid. And then I'm okay with it. Like you said, Derek, deviating from the, from the source material a little bit. 
just blow that comic a little kiss. <laughs> I'm okay for it uh, for for a little bit if if it's better. But what they deviated to wasn't better than the original source material. Like that part, um, Alberto Falcone getting shot and then falling off of the boat and going into the propeller. into the propeller. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that um, was that was shocking. Yeah, so so I enjoyed that scene. Because you haven't read the no, book. Ian, but you did. You Mr. Ian Wells, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same person that brought the dark side lightsaber over here. That's right. So, Mr. Wells has not read the Long Halloween. Okay, so this is his first, his first uh, experience of anything Long Halloween. Now, we were kind of telling him like we're gonna we're gonna bring up points from the comic. We're gonna bring up points from the. Uh, from the movie and we're going to dissect and like compare the two. So we're just going to tell you what happens in the comic, which we did. And, um, I get that you didn't mind that him falling in there. It was a cool effect and we can agree on that. But the problem is like, we all read the comic where we, we know what that ends. Excuse me. Alberto Falcone, uh, turns out to be one version of holiday. But in this, as soon as as soon as he gets shot, we're like, okay, well, you know, it's still possible. It's kind of weird because of how you faked it in the comic. And then when he fell overboard, and that first he ain't coming back. That first propeller <laughs> hit him. We were like, you know, <laughs> it's I'm not looking sure so it's good. not Alberto. <laughs> and I think at one point I even said, you know, he could have faked his death. That's not true. It's there's no way. And then, A like spoiler, spoiler for part two before we get there, but he was never even holiday at all they just cut that no completely. yeah they just completely cut that out and again i'm okay with that for the source material but however they were building up a story even in the movie with alberto yeah about how like he'll never be this and he'll never take over the name and how he's not smart enough he knows nothing about business and he's like i know everything about business i went to business school which was a weird flex <laughs> but um and it's just like, okay, well, I mean, if your dad sent you there and you didn't know that you've learned about business, it's kind of fucking weird, but all right. So anyway, I digress. All that, and they build him up, and then he gets shot and falls into a propeller. Wow. And then let's, they had to mention, like, forget. slow-moving propeller must have been painful. <laughs> like, he exploded on contact. Must have been true agony. <laughs> oh, my God. I think, for me, I enjoyed that scene so much because it was, like, one of the first scenes. Because you're disgusting and you're a serial killer? <laughs> well, the first no. scenes where anything happened in that movie. That, <laughs> what you just said. And then also because it was one of the first scenes in part one where I was like, ooh, ooh. I think that was the Something one thing cool that just got, Yeah, so that got us all up out of our seat because, like I said, we were just like, the first half an hour goes by, which we thought was the first hour, and I don't know why we paused. I like somebody was oh, getting Oh, I up knocked or, the controller and I rewound. Yeah, it a little and bit. he rewound it, and everybody was like, "Oh, party foul, Derek!" But uh, and then I made up. Uh, well, and then after that, everybody's just kind of like, "Raise your hand if you're enjoying this." And it was just slow moving, slow pacing. The framework terrible. The the, the visuals on the faces were atrocious everybody had like this weird like kind of like underbite or uh <laughs> it was like that one guy in the background that had the michael strand gap and <laughs> just coming as a way too excited just like i was on a boat <laughs> like right after, a, right after a, 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 a grizzly a grizzly death 
He and like a chase up. through a boat. Yeah. He comes walking down with the <laughs> biggest, goofiest oh grin. I can't wait to go again. <laughs> What's everybody so sad for? What happened? All right. Well, I'm gonna Ian. I'm gonna cut you off. We're gonna come back to it. I want everybody else to at least get their opinion of the movie. I told you you shouldn't have started. <laughs> right. Got me started. He dove in there. All right. We're gonna come back to Ian because you know he doesn't get to talk like this a lot because this is a Batman. We don't let him topic. He knows so, his place. <laughs> Ian Wells, since we kind of went to you a little bit. You know, not having the idea of what's going on from the source material. What did you think of the first part overall? Yeah, can I just take over here for a second? <laughs> sure, buddy. And another thing. <laughs> and another thing. So, as it's been stated, I have not read the graphic novel yet. Boo this man! Boo! <laughs> I plan on doing so, even though I know a few things about it now, but... Uh, not after watching the movie. Yeah, yeah what can I say about part one? The, uh, the, the pizza was good. <laughs> the popcorn was great. Hey, that was during uh, part, no, part two, two, buddy. We ate popcorn. On no part spoilers two. Was that for part, part two, two yet. Uh, We're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> well, in part two of this, I'll tell you what kind of special scene <laughs> you put on the popcorn. That well, sounded way worse than what I expected. Let's, let's, let's dial it back. Part one of the long Halloween was extra long for everybody involved. In extra watching long it. Halloween. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. More like a borrowing, am I right? <laughs> you had time to talk, so I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I was excited for it because of obviously Jensen Ackles voicing Batman. He was great as the Red Hood and under the Red Hood, so it's excited to see him come back to the franchise and do something with it. And he was fine as we stated before, but just the the pacing was slow. The action scenes in part one seemed slow. The catwoman chase took forever. Like, what was even going on there? Uh, yeah, that's a that's yeah, a literally a good question. What was what going, going on? Because like, and again, like I get the whole animation thing, but they're just like running in place and slowly moving to the side. And <laughs> also, like those paper animations for any for anybody who was like on the production team of this, can you tone down the rain sounds a little bit, please? This thing it was a heavy rain. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Yeah, at one point you could barely hear what they had to say because the rain was so loud. They don't ever turn down the rain in Gotham City. I'm pretty sure it was raining inside my Batmobile one time in Arkham City. <laughs> and again, That's a true story. I really love the inflection that you put on that. Raining inside my Batmobile. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I am very <laughs> impressed that it was raining inside of your Batmobile in Arkham City when the Batmobile wasn't introduced until Arkham Knight. All oh. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way Man, I wish at. I had that on tape. Oh, I wish I could have recorded. That. I knew what you meant. He meant Arkham Knight. Yeah, I, knew what yeah, I need you people to know that it doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> All right. Well, mo- moving on. Moving on. Trent, you still haven't even gotten to tell us what you thought of the movie of Part One. Well, gosh dang it, guys! I'm trying to collect my thoughts over here. I don't know where to begin. Uh, start at the beginning. <laughs> start at the beginning. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna sound before we cared. I'm gonna sound like a broken record because I also would rank the long halloween graphic novel as probably my if not my favorite definitely top two or three favorites because i really like the uh sequel dark victory as well and i think they're both oh, really yes. awesome dark dark is amazing. Um, i hope to god they don't do an and i hope well i said i hope they make a movie <laughs> for it but do, better but than this uh, one. I, I hope uh i hope they kind of learn from their mistakes or like maybe somebody else will take over here's the like here's Derek's friend jj jj oh double j oh double j <laughs> Now, I agree with a lot of what you guys have said. It started out really slow. The pacing, um, it's like nothing really happened. First of all, this movie, both of them could have been an hour each. We, we talked about that while we were watching. Yeah, there was, there no, was no reason for two parts. No need for two parts. No need for an hour and a half each because, like we all said, that first half hour was really slow. 
when the Joker showed up, it actually finally started getting a lot better. Part one did. The pacing was better. He was entertaining in all of his scenes. And then it just kind of got us to the end, which we all talked about how shocking the end was. So I will commend it for that because I'm, I am kind of glad it broke from the source material because, I mean, it would be fine to watch a movie where we know everything that's going to happen based on the comic, but changing things up does make it a little more exciting and a little more... Because we were all kind of like, what the F at the end? Like, where is this going to go now? Right. So I thought that was kind of cool, and I actually kind of commend them for that. Do you think it was more exciting seeing that, or were you more baffled at the fact that Harvey Dent escaped out of an 18-story window? <laughs> twice. 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 <laughs> yeah, talk about worst hospital like security ever. Um, With everybody standing right outside the door, like, oh, Harvey, he's right over... Well, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of liked the ending, and I thought that would have been a good place to... like. We obviously watched both of these movies for the first time tonight, but had we watched this... When it first came out, part one, which was like a month or so ago, it would have been like, what? And then we would have had to wait a whole month or two to see how it ends. So it was kind of neat not to have to do that. Um, yeah, but at the same time, would it have been the same it factor as watching a whole season of something phenomenal and being like, oh my God, I can't wait till season two. Instead of like, oh my God, that was a good five minutes. I can't wait to see. Well, I wouldn't even call it a good. It just, right. Well, that's what just... I'm saying. I think, I'm not saying it made the movie better or made up for it, but it definitely pulled us back in because I felt like it was definitely losing us all for that first and, half hour and, to an hour. And no exaggeration. And then it did kind of pull us back in a little bit. Yeah. No exaggeration. When she, when they're on the boat and she screams Bruce's name, Everybody, Everybody in this room screamed at the TV. What? And then, what? Yeah, and the whole what time the, we're watching this. happening? Because we're thinking like, you know, okay, we're thinking of the comic, and we're thinking, like, oh, okay, this is the boat scene. Like, oh, well, Batman wasn't in this scene in the comic. So this Dripping is a little, wet this all a little different, the, but Alberto, he, he's still holiday, that old Alberto. Yeah. And then he gets chopped up into fish food, and we're like, okay, you know what? You know what? <laughs> They're still, making it some changes here. still be. Um, so, yeah, that was, I give it credit there. Um, also, terrible sniper use of the twenty two pistols. Yeah, if you have a twenty-two, go out and try and sniping with it. It can be done. Apparently, if this movie taught us anything. Yeah, if this movie taught us anything, you are deadly accurate from 50, 60 yards away. Yes, we are critiquing a comic book animated movie <laughs> on their precision of a twenty-two pistol. Hey, if people with no flight abilities and nothing but a hospital gown can jump out of like a <laughs> fourteen-story <laughs> window <laughs> and be just fine, they can probably snipe people with twenty-two pistols too. I want to uh, I want to go out on my own on something real quick that you guys will probably jump on me about, but um, the you guys mentioned the animation. I agree that the animation itself was definitely not great. The style, I'll be honest, when the trailer first came out and they started releasing like images, I actually liked the style that they like. This is kind of a change up from the past few oh, okay. DC movies, right? <laughs> And I mean, I thought the style was cool. Just looking at it and the trailers and the images, it kind of looked like it had like that Archer look. You know, those real right. thick, bold lines and dark yeah, shadows and, and like. But even Archer was. No, that's what I'm saying. Stylistically, I liked it at first, but then when we saw it in motion, the actual animation itself, I agree with everything you said. It was really just awkward and static, and there wasn't much fluidity or mo. It just was kind of like. I don't know what the budget for these movies were, but it did, it must not have been much because you could tell yeah, where they spent their money. Awkward. They spent their money on the vehicle chases and they spent their money on the ass and boob shots. That's where all the money so is. They got their money's worth on which some we're not of those complaining boob and necessarily. Ian's deep in thought about it right now. I can tell. I think he's, over here, he's over here thinking because mm. no matter what direction Catwoman turned, the moonlight perfectly lit her bosom. It's so, true. Yeah, but even when Selena was on that boat the first time and that sun or the moonlight in the middle of winter, in the middle of winter. 
with like yeah, a, the moonlight was glistening off of her body, uh, <laughs> off of those breasts. Is like they were horribly proportioned. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so everyone has a bigger one. I'm going to have man. to ask you not, not to body shame people on this podcast. I'm not sir. body shaming her. <laughs> I'm asking what, what the what hell. Happened? But like in but like in a season two, in, in the second version, they Part were just two. like, hey, let's cut out all the background people. We won't do anybody in the background. Okay, so what do we do with that extra money? Well, Poison Ivy's going to need some boobs. <laughs> and boy, did they bulk those bad boys up. Well, not only that. like She watered it, them. It's, it's really, oh my God. we come to expect, you know, ridiculous proportions from comic books. That's the way it always has been. But there's a scene but in part two. Well, there's a scene in part two where Poison Ivy gets knocked out and she's laying on her back. And they actually took the time to animate. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> right, they actually took on. the time to settle down, Wills. God, Put the you, monster away, man. Knows. We're trying to record. <laughs> but they actually took Clue the time to, to animate her boobs. Like, the way that actual breasts would lay if, if a well-endowed woman is laying on her back. They spent a lot of time studying that. They spent a lot of time. <laughs> Like the way that she, I, I cause can't get a background character right. Hey, you done with that scene yet, hey, boss man? I'm gonna need <laughs> another couple of weeks. Of weeks. <laughs> that's actually what take part. That's what took part two so long to come out. They had to get it right just for that one scene. But yeah, it's it was ridiculous. You know, we talked about that in Black Widow, where there were so many butt shots. But every time that Catwoman was in any scene, it was ridiculously obvious what they were doing. So yeah, true. Yeah, and I That's was disgusted. True. I wouldn't look at it at all. I kept looking away every it time. It was really just bush league. Yeah, yeah. It was just not. I not was disgusted. Needed. I didn't mind a lot of the animation for the main characters, but the backgrounds looked like they didn't even belong in the same movie. It yeah, was, how many yeah, was... how many characters just had like creepy round eyes and blank <laughs> dead expressions at yeah. all time? And what was happening with Falcone's hands? Did anybody else notice on the boat? Like, uh-huh. he had normal hands, and then it showed him holding a microphone, and he all of a sudden had, like, the strong hand from Scary Movie 2. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't notice that. It was, like, this teeny tiny little thing. Yeah, was he like Jack leaned over, and he was like, what's up with the strong hand? <laughs> but that point, like, it was already gone. Now we gotta like, rewatch it. Yeah, we gotta rewatch it again. Alright, well, we've been critiquing this thing for a little while. We've been talking some some pretty in, intense trash on the first part. I'm not there, there were a couple some of likes. Good, there were a couple of good things, so I'm gonna give Ian... One more opportunity to get all your negatives out. I'm going to give you two minutes to get uh, the rest of your negatives out. Excuse me? Very generous. And we're going to talk. It, two minutes is a long time to no, complain. I was, yeah, yeah, I was being serious. I'm giving you two minutes to complain, and then we're going to go into the, <clears throat> the very few things that we like. Because there are some some other good things that Trent didn't mention. So, Ian, the floor is yours. Continue ranting. I'm I cut curious. you off early. <laughs> Batman Long... Um, I... I don't know. I feel like I kind of got it all out. Um, I'm sure, like one. I give you two <laughs> extra minutes, and you're going to come out. He's yielding the floor already. He's yielding. I'm expecting a filibuster. He's hold over on here. a second. I was about to say something, but like usual, you cut me off again. It actually wasn't going to be anything too extravagant. I was just kind of stalling for my two minutes, but no. Um, and first of all, filibusters aren't two minutes that actually you can go on forever. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm well aware. But, of what a anyway. <laughs> On a serious note, I've seen Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I know what a filibuster is. <laughs> oh, no, 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 wait a minute. Uh, yeah, it. You lied. You lied. The animation, we could shit on that all day long. Um, and we have. And we have, pretty much. But, like, and again, like, we, we don't, we get that, that, in, even in, what are you guys doing? We're just listening, man. No, they were, like, both leaning. Like, I'll tell you what I was doing. I just. 
as a person who's seen the comic for the first time, I appreciate the fact that they took Catwoman out of her goofy looking purple costume with yeah, the big and ears. Yeah, you gotta remember this was like what? 80s? She looks like a rat. Uh, I think 90? early 90s. And they made it look more like the Catwoman from the animated series. Maybe so. late 80s. Yeah, and, and, and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with like them changing the Joker because he looks a little goofy in this. Which, not to crap on the on the artistic style that uh, um, Tim Sale was um, going for there. But... Sleepy buddy? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and again, like... What I was saying was, like, in Disney and, and in animated movies, they definitely sexualize women characters. And obviously, as a creepy man, that doesn't bother me. But <laughs> if you're really going to, like, focus on that, but then not do anything with anybody else. And I normally like, like, Josh Demal. I like him, too. But then when he was standing, like, on the street and Jim walks up and he was just like, Harvey, and he just turned around and creepily smiled at him. He was a good, like, 10-second pause. He's like, Hello. <laughs> okay we're gonna act like you're not running around in a nightgown when you just scaled like 18 <laughs> buildings to get over here like and then he's standing out front of the restaurant talking crazy right he was just attacked and everything and what does jim gordon do jim gordon looks him straight in the soul and was just like oh man here's my gun <laughs> first of all where was he weapon first of all it's police issued it traces back to him why would you give it to a man who you know is like having these thoughts and he's wearing a nightgown where did he put the gun where did he put it in his crease okay so Prison i gave purse. you i gave you three minutes there <laughs> so i i do have to mention one more thing and then we're going to have to take a break and i think probably change the batteries again because we don't have any batteries <laughs> we can put the old batteries back in we're good, good. i'm Already? watching it where all are right. we at we're good. We're Just at one go. bar. So anyway, there there is one more thing that I have to bring up before we were we we get on past part one, and no one has addressed sexy Squidward Calendar Man yet. <laughs> oh my god! So Calendar Man in the powder? comic, so many feelings. Calendar Man in the comic looks like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> In this, he's got like the most intense jawline and a Kirk he's Douglas He's been working, chin. yeah. He's been working out in that in that jail cell. And everybody else, everybody else in that penitentiary, yeah, is like creepy looking and weird. Yeah, he's been montaging the winner takes it all in there. He's had some work done. <laughs> hey, Calendar Man is so useless. He was literally the only criminal they didn't make out of. Him. I know, poor guy. Yeah. Well, he he, he he's like he I tails. said heads. <laughs> he gets tails. I meant heads. <laughs> You guys need to schedule anything, guys? I can help with that. I got calendars. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up because it was ridiculous. Is that one of your likes? No. no well, you know what? In all honesty, it might be one of my likes. <laughs> it made him it, giggle. Because it made me giggle every time Calendar Man was on screen with his creepy long fingers. He looked like sexy Squidward. And like sexy Squidward Jen. Ian Torrance didn't like. I didn't have to say Ian Torrance, I guess. But <laughs> Torrance the didn't. Thank you for me. clarifying that. <laughs> Torrance didn't like the fact that he had ridiculously long fingernails. Yeah, cut those. Well, they're not just going to give you clippers in the jail. Actually, we give people clippers in jail. Ah, yeah. ah, not that jail. You we don't want them in there them. gouging people's eyeballs out. When he's, they get in a, he's in a cell by himself. In an asylum, they still cut their nails out, right? Well, we don't want well that's hurt. not even Arkham yet. That's we like don't want them in their cells either. No, it was still Arkham. Well, in the comic, it's not Arkham. So I figured... Shut up. Who's drunk now, Derek? Even though they're in a cell by themselves, though, you don't want them to be able to hurt themselves. So they shouldn't have extreme... Look, I understand that you're coming at this from an understanding that I don't have, 
But I, I, I have but to Derek say... Derek doesn't care. Don't you give me that dad tone. <laughs> I just have to say... He put his the, hands on his knees and went down, did. too. Listen. And I'm sitting low, Listen. people, so he's looking down at me, too. Are, we, are you hey, listening? Hey, hey, you two. Low battery. Oh, Focus. Man. All right, anyway, the last My thing I was going to say on part one is that Joker was excellent. Thank God he saved the movie. Yeah. Everything yeah, that he Troy did was Baker's great. Troy Baker's amazing. Uh, the animation was good on it. It was definitely better than the comic. Uh, they did a lot better on Joker's animation than Trent does bringing spare batteries when he knows how quickly <laughs> this thing dies. So we just gonna throw that out there. They were new batteries. They so were we'll new. Batteries. They were new in 1997, maybe. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna take another quick little break. Uh, it won't be a sponsor break, but we are gonna take a little quick break, and we'll put some some fun elevator music in here for you guys to listen to. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Long Halloween Part Two. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that sponsor break from Battery Daddy. We are back at it here. We're going to talk about part two. Sorry about that. I know we don't normally take two breaks in an episode, but we're having a real hard time with these. uh, Having a real hard time with these amazing Rayovac batteries. That's what happens. We also don't usually cover two-part breaks. That's true. That's true. Thank you, Ian. You know what? With that, with that insight, you get to start us off, Mr. Wells. (laughs) What did you think about part two of Long Halloween? Uh, It was definitely better than part one. You didn't really you want to Thank God Ian is here. <laughs> it's that kind of commentary that you tune in What a wizard of words. Okay, so... <laughs> at first I thought it was kind of starting off slow like the first one, but it definitely picked up the pace. Uh, it was a lot more action. I enjoyed it. You didn't give me a lot of time to gather my thoughts here. So, you know what I'm saying? We took a half an hour to try and get batteries in this thing. We what were focused on the we batteries. We focused on the batteries, man. Yeah. So, that's just my short thought. I'll jump in more as we discuss more, but I definitely enjoyed it more than the first part. It yeah. had more action. Some of the dialogue was still questionable there. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're all Some in agreement. Some of the dialogue right now is being pretty questionable. Trent, go ahead and uh, give us your thoughts on part <laughs> no, we two. We don't hate quick. you for that, Torrance. <laughs> all right, I'll get all my stuff off my chest, and then we'll just let Ian, Ian Torrance just let it rip. But um, yeah, I, the battery's dead. <laughs> the battery's gonna die right as you start. No, I agree. I thought it was definitely overall better than part one. It was the pacing was better. It kept my interest more. Maybe that's because of the cliffhanger from part one. I don't know. Maybe that helped it out. But. Um, my main problem when it first started was I felt like if you were just judging it as a movie, it's like, what the heck's going on here? Like they were, tr- they were pulling stuff from the comic. So they were being faithful to what was going on in the comic, but where part one left you and where part two picked up, it was just like, what the heck is going on? Like, if you didn't know what the comic was, I felt like it was very confusing because they did all the, they did all the poison <laughs> Ivy yeah. stuff and all the, um, Oh, what was right after that? The scarecrow, the scarecrow stuff. Yeah. Like, and then all they burned through like, a half a dozen holidays in the first five minutes, whereas it took like an hour to get through two holidays in part one. So I felt like they were trying to throw stuff into the comic, but it didn't really make it work just as a movie. Just in the beginning, I felt like that. But it got better. Um, the ending, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in depth, so I don't want to get into that too much yet. But overall, yeah, it was just it was better overall and, and had better pacing and, and just kept my interest more. Yeah, I'm going to hop in here and we'll let, like we said, we'll let Ian, Ian finish us off on his thoughts on part two. I, I think just like everybody else that part two was definitely the better movie. I do agree with you, Trent, that there was a problem with if you had jumped into a cold, you would have gotten pretty confused. And uh, they just couldn't figure out the pacing they wanted to do between these two movies. Because like you said, and we didn't discuss it in part one, it was literally an hour 
just to get through Halloween and, and Thanksgiving. And then in this, we went through, what? First half of the year. Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, July, all the way up to 4th of July in about 10 minutes. So yeah, they were they they oh. they they picked up the pace, which was nice, but then they slowed down again, which was not nice. But overall, this was the better one. Still, incredibly disappointed in both parts of this. Didn't hate them, but disappointed because, like I said, favorite Batman story. Ian is literally bouncing up and down, <laughs> waiting to talk. All right, Whew. all right. You say we never let you go. You never get to talk because we don't get to talk Batman. The floor is yours again, and, 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 and just <laughs> I mean, how, how much juice does that thing got in? Just go for it. Just go for it. Go, we're That's good. not what I asked you. I don't know where to start. So, Let me cut although we did, <laughs> although we did, we do all agree that the pacing is so slow in the first one, and now I, I feel like we are agreeing that uh, the pacing is too quick in the second one. Now, I get that's kind of a a, a weird gripe. However, um, like in the first the first part of it. One of my gripes is, in the comic, uh, you don't really see what happens in the Denton house. It just it explodes. And then there's this whole thing where Harvey and... Um, well, Harvey's basically disguised as, as Mick the Mink Sullivan. You mean Mickey Chin? Mickey Chin. <laughs> Mickey Chin. Uh, but yeah, there's this whole thing where like he's, he's uh, undercover and he's wearing this mask and everything. And they get some valuable information out of doing all that. And in this, in this, in the first part of this, he he's carrying Gilda into the house. Just so you guys know how you carry someone, um, he's carrying her into the house. The house explodes. They're out back. He's in the hospital. She's standing out in the hallway, just fine. <laughs> he was, was holding her. She was closer. She to the was explosion. yeah. She he was, was right in front there. Of him. She and like, <laughs> and she had like she was unconscious because well she was unconscious but she was sleeping and. Uh, like she would have had no time to protect herself from anything. So how did he get more fucked up than she did? I don't know. Because so I, I, that explosion was only meant for Harvey. That's right. That's right. That <laughs> explosion was out for blood. And then the second part, like it went too fast for me because, like, and again, not to be like, but in the book, but in the comic, they draw out the Falcone and and Wayne um, uh, connection and like the backing of the money. And Harvey starts to suspect that Bruce could be in it with uh Falcone and he's he's just as bad as 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 these other criminal masterminds and there's this full-fledged like investigation he launches on the side and in this one they just show they up one to his scene. house and they're like hey what's up with this and he's just like oh i was brainwashed you're like all right cool and it was over and it's just like all right so why are we even bring that up then so you can see that scene of bruce as an eight-year-old yeah they needed to explain the two two sided coin, you know the 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 double head coin. Yeah, which was which was cool in the book, and it was cool in here. Like I, they they did a good job on that. I was even being sarcastic. Though... I don't think they needed to explain that at all. He just happened to have one. It didn't have to be Falcone's coin, but anyway, go ahead. I know it was in the book, but I'm saying <laughs> we're gonna give you all the time in the world to run the batteries out on this. So anyway, you shut the fuck up, a second. Are you done? I want to chime in to ask you a question. Okay, I'm. I, was I'm okay confused about something in part two that I want you to explain to me. And maybe it's happening in the comics, but I never knew that Selena Kyle was supposed to be no legitimate daughter. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, that, I, I actually, wasn't okay with that either. <laughs> <laughs> I will backhand you. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think uh, Derek and I kind of had this conversation during the movie. Trent. <laughs> Derek and I had this conversation during the movie, too. I was like... No, I don't like that. I, I don't like that. You know, they're hinting that, that that he could be Papa, like 
that's that's silly to me. I, I get they never really like go into the backstory of her parents, and I'm sure they like have in some issues or whatever. But like as far as canon goes, I've never heard this before about him being uh, the possible it seemed unnecessary. father. It, it did seem unnecessary, creepy. and the whole thing, like the connection in the comics of them, um, was her showing up at the beginning, and she's basically trying to rob that party. And that's how Batman runs into her, and they have a much more flawless uh, run across the rooftops that doesn't take 15 minutes for this man to trudge up to her, roll across. Like, what are you doing? I am Holiday, says Alberto Morcone. Yeah. Except not in the movie. Cause in the movie, you couldn't propeller. say anything because his, his jaw was over there. His... Go ahead. Continue. No, and... Yeah, I'm looking at the illustrations. Batman thought he went there to find him, but he was supposed to go there to save. Him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it got weird, and then at the and then at the end where Gilda's destroying all the evidence, and she's like, "Are you going to turn me in?" He's just like, "Nah, it's cool." <laughs> like, but you murdered all these people. Talk about the cool. uh, talk about the little added twist. Did you like that, or did you think that was dumb, or did you think that was about her with, and? With her. With her and Alberto being like lovers in college and getting married. And the baby being ripped from her womb. Yeah, did they need to include all that? Like, ripped. Throughout these entire movies, Gilda was like really sullen and weird and and uncomfortable to deal with. She looked like Moe from the Three Stooges, too. (laughs) Excuse me. I don't know why they went with that design choice. And, well, here, look, since (laughs) since we're talking Gilda, I gotta gotta bring up the end of this movie because I, I wouldn't have cared so much about the twist with the two of them being together if they would have spent some time with it instead of just having this weird exposition dump at the end where she's admitting to Batman. That she was the holiday killer the entire time, and Batman just walks away? As he's trying to find the holiday killer, he's searching the whole time, like, we have to find this person. It's important. It's important. We have to find this person. And then he finds her, and he's like, oh, wait, it was Gilda? Ah, I'm good. Like, what are you... Why? Yeah, that, why? nothing about that ending was earned. And, and like you said, she was weird. She was kind of goofy throughout the movie. And then all of a sudden, she's this criminal mastermind and a sharpshooter with a twenty-two pistol. From 50 I, yards away. I digress. Who looked like a man. Yeah, who... She looked like a man. So, yeah, she looked like Harvey dressed as... But apparently, she was dressing as Harvey, dressing as Holiday. And know. apparently, she's an Olympic gold clear. sprinter. And she's they have, very uh, fast. She makes it fast. And they, so they, she they runs away, and then not she so still fast. somehow leaves the stuff behind and they the implied crime scene. That it, it, they implied that Harvey was never Holiday? Yeah, they definitely implied that Harvey like, was never Holiday. They also implied that she was alone the whole time, to which I said she would have had to shot someone Ran around the block, came back, dropped because <laughs> she got the chased pistol, away from every crime kept scene. Kept running, so <laughs> I mean that. And, and, and again, back to the source material and the comic, she had more depth. Right. She had more of a backstory. There was more. You felt for Gilda, and and the, and they, she strongly implies in the comic that they can't have kids, right? Mm-hmm. You know we can't. So <laughs> you know we can't. So. There's that, and then, and again, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, I'm talking real fast, because I don't know how much battery we got don't left. Don't worry about that battery. So, This old timer does ramble on. So, <laughs> stop. So, she's got more depth in the fact that she hangs out with, with, with Barbara and, and Jim more in the comic, and even, like, after Harvey goes to the dark side, so to say, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so even though like Harvey does this, she's still kind of like talking to the Gordons, like like that's their friend. You know what I mean? So I don't like that they kind of strip that from her. I don't like that they rip that from her, like they rip the baby from her. Reba tada! Reba crack! Incredibly inappropriate timing for that joke. We are Go so ahead. sorry. But anyway, to the three women that listen to this podcast, we, we do it. Pretty sure that's just my mother and my aunt, so I think we're okay. All right. So, yeah, I got nothing. Anybody else want to chime in right now? I agree. I agree with Derek that the whole ending. That just his mother and aunts listen to the I podcast? Felt like, <laughs> yes. I felt like, so we obviously, the, the people that read the comic knew that Gilda was the one behind it or did we because we didn't know for sure where the movie was going right. after part one but i didn't like, like like derek said i didn't like the big exposition dump at the end it just didn't feel very earned it was just like all this happened and then it's just like oh by the way i did it and here's all of my reasons why and it's just like they could have sprinkled that in better the and only burning evidence in front of the Batman. only like hint they gave us which i'll give derek credit because he picked up on it but like that oxford flag was like the only like subtle clue they dropped that she was somehow linked with alberto because he went to Oxford, and I guess she went to Oxford. But, like, I don't know. It just well, what still a didn't weird way to bring off. that up in the end. Harvey never went to Oxford. Hi, dude. That's what I'm saying. It was just so, like, <laughs> really? in your face at the end. And it just, like, it could have been a better reveal had they worked to build it up better rather than just... But had they, like, what did they... Maybe I missed it. Where they, did they really push the fact that, like, oh, you know, Harvey went to Oxford? No. no See, that's Harvey what I'm did. saying. They, they mentioned like, it. That's right. It was me. He was like, Gotham, it was never in question. What are you talking about? Yeah, there was about? one. And the only person that asked, Batman asked Gordon if Harvey went to Oxford. That oh, okay. But he didn't ask Gilda that. Why would Gilda have never known that up? conversation? Yeah, you noticed the Oxford flag. When did you hear that? Oh, and who another, told you that? And another thing. Uh, well, there Derek, was a lot of jumps in, like, Believability, Logic. like well, with the yeah. puzzle thing on the yeah, plane. That was literally what I was about Joker. to say, where we, Joker was just like puzzle, and he's like, "Wait a minute, puzzles." Alberto Falcone likes puzzles. He did a puzzle he that must one time. be Holiday. Like, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? He doesn't leave puzzles at the crime scene. At the very beginning of the movie, Bruce Wayne is looking out of a window, listening to Carmine Falcone, not paying attention to Alberto over in the corner doing his crossword. And yet, somehow, for all he knew, somehow he has a flashback to that very moment where he sees. Alberto's point of view filling out the crossword because Joker said the word puzzle to which Batman immediately swims across the Gotham River <laughs> to jump into the boat. Jumps Get away that, from her! Jumps off that crawls up. Get away from her! Just dripping, just soaked wet. Oh, can we talk about the overreactions over the from the men in this movie? Don't touch her! <laughs> Carmine Falcone says he hello. Her. Says hello to Harvey Dent's wife and Harvey Dent's reaction isn't don't talk to her. We don't want anything to do with you. Don't touch her. <laughs> Harvey Dent's. He was losing it at that point. Yeah. Harvey I, is crazy. I will say the movie did do pretty good justice with Harvey. I thought he was, you know, he was the best part of it. He was the best part of it. Josh Duhamel did an awesome job. He was a good choice to play him. And so, and it's kind of, I don't know if I would say it was Harvey's story, which I guess it kind of was in a way. It's two faces of origin. Two faces. So. so, I mean, you know, they mission accomplished there, I guess, because I, I do think he was one of the best parts, and they did him right. It was but just everything else was just kind of like... When Trent says mission accomplished, it's kind of like when George W. Bush parachuted <laughs> onto the onto that aircraft carrier with a big mission accomplished banner when we were still in the middle of a like 15-year <laughs> war. For me, Joker was the best part of the movie because I can honestly say that every time he was on screen, I was entertained, even laughing yeah. a little bit. That's true. Yeah, and, and the character of the Joker has that effect on any... 
I feel like anybody, everybody loves the Joker because he's so he's he's such a good character. And then you get one of the greats like uh, Troy Baker to voice him. I feel like you're gonna be end up inside I'm of that just thing. One no, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Can I summarize my thoughts and maybe we can get into some conclusions? Yes, just so we don't run out of time here, but so we don't melt. My summary is I, I felt like the the big weakness of this the both of these movies was that they couldn't decide if they wanted to be faithful to the comic or not. And I, again, I said earlier, I respect the fact that they want to change things just to keep it new and exciting for people that did read and so they don't just know everything that's going to happen. But like they tried to force so many things in from the comic just for the sake of it being in the comic, even though it didn't really make a lot of sense in the story. Like the Poison Ivy part and the Scarecrow part and some of the stuff in part one. So I felt like they should have either just totally deviated from the source material. And when I say deviate, I don't mean tell a completely different story. But, like, you know what I mean. They could have based it on it more loosely right. while still telling a similar story. Well, just story. like how they killed off Alberto, it made it more... We we perked up because we didn't yeah, know Yeah, that was, was a great little twist that no one knew about. But then they just kind of... I don't know. It just... And then we talked about it a little before the style, the art style. I felt like... So the comic book, the art is so just heavily just noir... Um, there's a lot of just like dark shadows and stuff like that. And I felt like they were trying to go for that mood in the movie, but the animation didn't match with what they were trying to go for. And I'm not saying they should necessarily done the same art style from the book, although I'm a big fan of the art style from the book. I thought it really I was I like neat. the art style in the book. The only uh, beef I have was just the way that Joker's. But a okay, film, see, film noir is a very visual medium, one. and if you're not going to commit to it all the way, I feel like you should just... I think I just Change saw a picture of Holiday in the comic, in which it was clearly a woman. No. No, that was not it. It was no. a woman in a trench The comic wants you to believe it's literally everybody. Oh, they that make was probably you... Sophia. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the gigantic forgot about woman. Nia Jax up in the movie. <laughs> so th- that's, that's, I'm going to pin up my summary. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, you know, I didn't hate them. They were enjoyable movies. If I had to give a score, which I'm going to, because it's a movie review episode. I would say for part one, I'm going to give it a solid six, and part two, a solid 6.5. Generous. So. That is generous. Wells, what about you? You want to sum up your, your thoughts on the movie there? Uh, my summary is just that it was okay. We've definitely <laughs> seen a lot better uh, animated Batman movies. My advice, don't rush out and buy it just because it's Batman like I did. <laughs> Learn Rent it, maybe. We're glad you did, though. We yeah, are glad you yeah, did. Thank you. I'm happy to make the sacrifice for my team. But uh, as far as ratings go, I'd probably give it part one, a 4.5. Ooh. And then part two, I'll give it a solid 5.5. I'll, I'll, I'll go next so that we can let Ian finish us off here. Polish us off, Ian. I gotta go next. You you looked like you were gonna try. He to keeps talk wanting you to go last, just so that battery cuts out and we have something to laugh about at the end of the night. He, he's wanting that. Do, do you want to go? No. Uh, yeah. In all honesty, I'm gonna say that uh, I, I agree with everything that has been said. Second one was a little better than the first one. Uh, overall, big disappointment. I would say that part one. I'm gonna go just a little higher. Four point nine. Wells. I'm gonna say five. <laughs> and uh, for part two, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, a whole whole one point boost at six. So a five for part one, a six for part two. So overall, really just just average. Sad. <laughs> I was gonna go four point nine. Honestly, I really was, but I, I'll, I'll I'll round up. I'll, I'll give it a five. For part one. Yeah. 
Part two. Biggest Batman fan here. You'd be harsh if you feel like. All right, I'm gonna give it a four point nine because it deserves it. A 4.9, and uh, I'm going to give the second one a 6. Right. And I'm being generous with the 6. I, I like the second one more than I like the first one. But Agreed. it still had its flaws. Agreed. Yep. I do want to tell people to, uh, after part two, make sure you stay tuned after <laughs> yeah, the credits for a, a scene that means nothing. A very important post-credits scene. Yeah. All right, well, with that, we're all done talking about Batman The Long Halloween Part 1 and 2. If you want to check it out, it's available on uh, VOD and blu-ray but we have right now going on on twitter a giveaway we are five follows away from 300 so if you get onto twitter check us out follow us and uh, like and we retweet our post we are doing a giveaway and we have a lovely sticker of our logo <laughs> that we will send to you a as beautiful a, thank you. a beautiful sticker you designed, don't want to miss this. designed by mr trent persinger <laughs> it is our our wonderful logo so please get on there, follow us, and uh, and retweet that, and possibly and have a chance of getting a sticker. The more followers we get, the better the giveaways can get down the line. <laughs> so you're just rolling your eyes now, saying a sticker, but it's just one small step in a greater journey here. So. Trent will give you his car to put the sticker on. Some people recording here right now would also like a sticker. Retweet. We've only got one. We've only got one. Go retweet it. Retweet. Put yourself in the running. Put all, right. all their money together for one sticker. Well, speaking of followers, we are normally we don't do this on our uh, on our film reviews, but because we are so close to a goal, I think it's important to shout out our followers for this last week. So Trent, go ahead and rattle off our shout outs. All right, shout outs for the week. Here we go. This might not go well. Podcast. Duck in the Usher. TMNT minute. Big Drink Energy Podcast, The Ginger Garbage Podcast, New Amsterdam Entertainment, that's K-E, or K-N-E-W, New, Every Box Office News, The Cabinet of Dr. Mystery, Tony North, Don't Be Pressed Pod, Creative Control, and The Evil Dead Poets Society. Thank you, everybody who has been helping us off, or helping us out I don't know, helping us off doesn't... Who's helping you off, Derek? (laughs) Excuse me? Oh, your host is getting sleepy. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for following us on all of our platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm trying very hard to get us onto other platforms like TikTok and YouTube, but I have to get consent from these jokers around the table with me to start filming them for real. And uh, so, so if you if you want to see what we look like while we're talking, you don't want that. Send us a send us a message on Twitter. Send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, any of it, and let uh, let Trent and Ian know that you want to see their beautiful faces while they're giving their opinions. I want to see Ian's legs. I showed you my. I legs. saw <laughs> Ian's leg. I saw one of them today. Yeah, it's real. It's not a mannequin it leg. Trevor, did you touch it? I saw his toes for the first time tonight as well. Right. Known this man toes. for like twenty years almost. All right. <laughs> Uh, one last shout out. I want to shout out uh, Scott Kerner for giving us uh, some love on Facebook, saying that he enjoyed our Loki review. So Scott, the founder and owner and operator of Bebop's Pizza here in Madison, thank you for listening, buddy. Hope you enjoy the rest of it. For everybody else, we appreciate any feedback that you have. Send us an email at paperweightent at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we truly, truly appreciate you. You have no idea how nice it is that we have uh, people actually paying attention to this crazy little project we're doing. I am. I'm starting to get a little misty. So, before we run out of batteries and I start crying all over the equipment, 
For Ian Wells, Ian Torrance, Trent Persinger, I have been Derek Hoskins, and this has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. We will see you next time.